0: Hello, I'm Justin Belguarini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform, and you are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is titled Poly Pickup. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. As artists, we work years, decades, sometimes our entire lives honing our craft, trying to become masters. and. Yet it's all for moments, for a great audition, for a great performance, for a great run in a show. But what happens in between those moments? We are doing battle every single day with ourselves and with the industry and with all the things going on in our lives. But the real question is how do we prepare our minds, our spirits, our bodies, and our business sense to do battle and to win on the battlefield of our artistry. The Warrior Artist Podcast answers those questions and a whole lot more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you're listening to The Warrior Artist Podcast. I'll never forget the first time I went to go see Aladdin with my really good friend in it, James Monroe Iglehart. Now, if you don't know anything about James, all you need to do is think of the genie. He actually won the Tony for his exquisite performance as the genie in Aladdin. I don't care if you've never seen the stage production. I mean, all of the joy, the humor, the energy, and just the wackiness that the late, great Robin Williams brought to that cartoon role. James brings in his own unique way to stage role. And it's just amazing to see him doing cartwheels and darn near doing backflips on the stage and just working his behind off. So the night that I went to see it, he was uh, getting ready to leave and go to Hamilton. And he was out on the stage and he was doing one of his big numbers. And Just before he had gotten down to zero, middle of the stage, downstage, someone came along with a prop and was doing some dancing. It was, you know, one of these big production numbers with feathers. And it was the moment where um, uh, Prince Ali uh, comes into the castle and uh, is going to be introduced all over again uh, to Jasmine. And so he's, you know, he's saying his Prince Ali is here and all this. And somebody had come and one of the, it looked like it was bubble wrap. You know that stuff that you pack really um, uh, delicate stuff with in the mail and bubble wrap. It, It must have fallen off of one of the props. And so there it was. It wasn't in front of James. I think it might have actually even happened behind him. So there's this piece of bubble wrap that is big enough for me to be able to see. And I was sitting in the center orchestra, in the center of everything. I don't know if there's like 50 rows. I was in 25 or 20. And I saw it. And a lot of other people saw it on the stage because the stage was relatively bare it was him he he came down front and he's just standing delivering and and you know moving to the left and to the right and back a little bit and forward and he's just doing this really easy choreography singing his song just just it's all about him in this moment and then there are people who come out on the stage and who back him up and then like yes Ali is wonderful and all that other stuff and I notice because I I love, I love it when things go quote unquote wrong on the stage because I love to see how people deal with it because I am such a stickler for these things happening on stage and, and, and really wanting to see. And it's, it's thrilling because think about it. If you are in a show, especially a show like that, which runs forever, if you're in a show for a year, that's eight times a week for the better part of a year that you're doing that show it's a bajillion shows the same thing technically happens every single night uh and you can kind of get comfortable and you can kind of just show up and you do your job and i'm not saying you'd be lazy about it or whatever blase but it's really interesting when different things happen and things go wrong. And I find it thrilling because I've got to figure out, okay, how can I continue to do what my number one job is, which is tell the story and serve the story. How can I continue to do that, but also deal with this unique problem that's come up on the stage without distracting the audience or my fellow uh, uh, castmates from doing their job telling the story and the audience obviously from receiving that story so this bubble wrap is behind him and i notice one of the guys in the ensemble look at it and look at him and look at it and looking down on the ground, and the choreography is tight and precise. And you know, the, he he has to do something, and then somebody else notices it. But none of the choreography takes them within five or six feet of James because he's moving around, dancing around, doing his thing. And it, subsequently, it doesn't take them within five or six feet of the actual bubble wrap. Now, this is dangerous. I don't care. If you're just standing there or, because I, I don't know what the choreography is. So uh, he could be doing some split. He could do some, because uh, that's James. That's what he does. He does it in the show before. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that if he steps back and I'm talking about just like a half a foot or less backwards, he's going to step on this bubble wrap and that bubble wrap, I don't care. It's slippery. It is not expect. When you step on things that you don't expect to step on, especially when you've been doing the same track over and, over and 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 over again, eight shows a week, especially for as long as I think he's been doing. He'd been doing it for at least a year, if not two years, by the time I'd seen it. And when you step on something unexpected bad things can happen because you just ha- you're so in your zone, you're not thinking about anything, and all it takes is one little slip or one little, you know, uh, a tweak of your leg and then that's your knee or a tweak of this and and the machine that you have attuned finally uh, finally attuned to this pathway that you've been walking down for the past year or two years consistently ends up getting whacked out of shape. And it's just these little things that could have been an ankle or a knee or a hip, or if he had fallen, it could have hurt his rib. So all of these things are going through my mind as I'm watching him deliver this excellent performance, and I see the rising level of panic in the various ensemble members, and it's so funny because they're doing their tracks too. They've also been in this probably since the very beginning, many of them. Many of the ensemble folks just get stay for forever, because why wouldn't you? Because it's guaranteed work. The thing's not going to close. And so, all of a sudden, I just see boom, darts. These eyes dart towards this bubble wrap, and they all are thinking... Exactly what I'm thinking. Oh man, oh man, somebody's got to get that. Somebody's got to get that because I'm going to hurt. You got your Tony winner up there on the stage. The anchor of the entire show is there and you do not want them to get hurt. And so... uh they're dancing around and there's this, that and the others going on, and I see people kind of eye it as they go past in their choreography and in their blocking and James is moving back a little bit more and he's moving forward and I my my attention is in my body is starting to rise because I'm thinking he's eventually going to have to leave unless he exits stage left or stage right and down far down stage in, in one of the, the, the first legs on, on stage left, stage right. He's going to hit this thing. And I don't know what's going to happen and I'm afraid for him because that's my buddy up there on stage and the last thing you want is for somebody to get injured, anyone to get injured in theater, much less someone you love and know and care about to get injured, much less someone who is the anchor of the show, the Tony winner in the show. So he's backing up, he's backing up, he's going left, he's going right, he's dancing and I see someone and now granted, you have to remember in these big, big shows, these shows that are like, you know, whether it's Wicked or uh, Aladdin or The Lion King or these things that have been just running forever, you would think that over time, management would loosen up a little bit. Now, and I don't know how it is at Aladdin. I can't really speak for that, but I can speak to how precise the management is at Wicked, and how deadly serious they take things when they go slightly wrong or or slightly off, because they have a brand to protect. Now, rightfully so. I'm not knocking them. They have a brand to protect. This is a multi, multi, hundreds of millions, if not uh, close to a billion dollars uh, project. I mean, I'm talking about all over the world, all the tours and all the merch and all the everything else. If you pile it into one pile, it is an extremely lucrative brand so you want to protect it and make sure that people don't get sloppy because ultimately over time that hurts your brand but you would be surprised and I, I felt that maybe there was a very similar high standard that the show and the cast is being held to because nobody just broke ranks to go get the thing Sometimes you can do that. Sometimes if it's, and I'm sure if it was an extremely dangerous situation, I should hope if it was an extremely dangerous situation, which it was, but I'm talking about like extremely like someone's going to fall into a, 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 a trap door that's opened or not closed properly, that someone would just break ranks and say, hey, check that out. But... You know, so many things are probably going through us ensemble members of mine. I don't want to accidentally distract James and or hurt him in the attempt of trying to save him from being hurt. I don't want to distract the audience from what's going on. I've got to deliver my track and my performance and my blocking. And I don't want to uh, get in trouble for breaking that. There's so many different things. But eventually, towards the end of the number one of the guys comes through and he's holding this big chest of treasures over his head and somebody must have told him about it because he's doing these things in his treasure chest over top of his head and then he goes low and then he goes high and when he went low, he just, if you didn't know it was there, you would have never known that he went and he picked something up because he just beautifully disguised it and as he went high with this thing, he came down low and swiped it off the ground and save the day. And so, the reason why I call this Polly Pickup is that my friend Julia Murney, who played uh, the green girl, in Alphaba, in Wicked, always calls herself Polly Pickup. She cannot leave something on the stage where it doesn't belong. Like, I I don't care if somebody's hair clip or tie, her tie fell out, or all this of other stuff, she is obsessed with making sure that those things get picked up. So she calls herself Polly Pickup, and I don't know what the, uh, maybe Peter Petey Pickup, because I have always been the same exact way, and that is today's lesson. If stage awareness, if you are on stage, and if you are in performance, and you see something where it does not belong, if it's a a prop uh, that is in a dangerous place, or has fallen off of a table, if it's a hair tie, or God forbid I was doing a, a uh, hosting for a parade and along the parade route right at the tv where the cameras are and people do their sort of you know they're they're singing or they're dancing for the camera and for the nation or whoever to see there were uh, was a float that went by that was throwing pieces of candy into the audience and right where this troop of dancers who are like the main dancers who dance and back up all the different acts that come through there were these pieces of candy on the roadway And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no, because I always see these things because I'm attuned to making sure that I and my people are safe. And so I went out as soon as one of the parade floats went by and before the cameras came back on, I went out and I kicked away the candy and the stuff because all it takes is one slip and you can end someone's career. That's it. Done. Knee, gone. Hip, gone. Broken backs broken pa- so many things can happen so if you see something on the stage if you're performing or if you're in a rehearsal room or in a dance class it doesn't matter if you see something just 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 keep 10% of your brain i know you're working hard we all work hard but just keep just 10 maybe 10% maybe even 2% 5 if you can spare it on just being aware of What's around you on the floor and safety in terms of how can you make sure that not only you are safe, but other people that are coming on the stage after you are safe and if you do that, and if you are fortunate to be in a show that runs, and, and again, it can be regionally, it can be broad, it doesn't have to be Broadway, just in a show that runs for more than a few performances, and by the way, sidebar, I was always so bummed when I was in high school, because we only had like, we worked for like months rehearsing this stuff, and like we had like three performances, or like four performances, ugh, ugh it was it was hard, I wanted to do weeks and weeks of it, but that was high school, but... The whole point is is that when you see something, if you see something, do all that you can to sensibly serve the story and serve yourself and the people that are on the stage uh, with you in order to keep them safe. Another thing when it comes to stage presence is I was... I'll tell you another story about um, uh, something wacky in terms of being on the stage. In Transit Transit was a musical that I did uh, a couple of years ago, and it, it deals with... Literally, transit and subway stuff. And you know, those subway cards, if you've ever been to New York City they, or any sort of major metropolitan um, um, transit, like subway system, usually they give you these little flimsy, sort of credit card y type things, right? Well, we use those in the show. And somehow, and I think it was because there was a dress made of Metro cards, one of those things broke off. And I saw it. On the stage, and I knew that there was all this really crazy choreography that was going to go on around that area. And so, fortunately, I had a scene near that area, and it was theater in the round, so it wasn't going to like I could hide there. There was I, there was everyone there around me. So basically, I saw this metro card, and I was talking to someone in the scene, and I kind of just I kind of just walked a little bit further than I needed to, and I put my foot on the metro card. Because it wasn't my line. And someone uh, else was talking to me. I think it was Telly Leung. We're having this scene. Or it was Aaron Mackey. I can't remember. And we're having this scene. And we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And as I go to leave the scene, because I don't have to move until I leave the scene, I just casually flip and flip it off stage. And now I've seen people kick things. Off stage. I've seen people reach down for things. This one was literally, I stepped on the card, and then as I was leaving, it I just took a kind of like a little swipe backwards. And just, whoop, and I heard it clonk off of one of the seats. And I think some people looked down as to, what was that? But they didn't know. Nobody knew. And that's half the battle is disguising uh, your pickup or your kickoff to make it seem as though it's part of the story. So that's all I got for you. In terms of avoiding injury and avoiding distraction and avoiding disaster, having that little bit of stage awareness can really help you. So to all my Polly pickups and my Peter pickups, keep keeping us all safe. That's all I got for you. I'm Justin Belguarini and you have been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast.